Welcome back to Trending Education. Dan Trapper, Mike Palmer, Brandon Jones along with you. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about a recent poll around whether or not young kids are more intrigued by space exploration, becoming an astronaut, or perhaps a YouTube influencer and vlogger. But first and foremost, always like to check in. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm trying to understand if I were a kid and I had these choices, what would I choose? And I also thought it reminded me of when we were talking about the multi-potentialites, you know, do you have to choose only one? Maybe it's all that apply. And uh, maybe you could be a little both end action on this thing too. So uh, I think it's an interesting topic uh, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to leaning in. I would assume an astronaut could be a YouTube influencer, but I'm hoping a YouTube influencer could not easily be an astronaut, but we'll talk about that. To the moon, Alice. Later on, Brandon, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Dan. Thanks for asking. I was in uh, our uh, nation's capital, the District of Columbia, just a couple weeks ago. It was, uh, we're talking about astronauts, talking about space. Uh, I just was there. I was at the, uh, the Air and Space Museum uh, here. Pro tip for folks, uh, it is going, undergoing a major renovation. Mm. It only has about 40% of the museum open to the public, and they're still accepting like 110% of capacity. So, I would uh, recommend uh, checking it out and maybe uh, making a, a trip back uh, post-renovation completion. Uh, I would assume they're charging you 40% of the Oh, yeah. Well, no, they're, they're charging us 100% of it. It's free. That's the great thing about the oh, that's right. museums in, uh, in D.C. Yeah. They're all free. So um, it was interesting that the city was, um, it was sort of all a buzz, uh, Aldrin, uh, in the moment um, for the, uh, the 50th anniversary. Uh, it was like people were talking about it, like, you know, randos. Um, I don't know why I was talking to randos exactly, but, uh, but people, were, people were talking about it. So there is interest. We'll, we'll see, I guess, when we get to this article, whether that interest is born out in the, the, uh, the youths and uh, the children of uh, the U.S., but there definitely was interest in the moment. Well, I think that speaks a lot to uh, the topic at hand. As you were saying, a poll from Lego and from the Harris Poll to ask – eight to 11 year olds, 3000 of them between the United States, China and the United Kingdom, their preferred career of a group uh, or set of, of careers. And the, the stark difference here, Mike, is that in the United States and in the UK, that astronaut checked in last and 30, 40 years ago, it might've been vastly different as Brendan's pointing out, might've been astronaut was number one, doctor number two. Uh, but here we have in China, it checks in at 56%. And the discussions have gone on here. We've talked about the, the West versus China when it comes to education. We've talked about Holon IQ and all these different data points of understanding education points. But top level for you, what's your takeaway? Is there a, a, a top level takeaway for you on how this result happened and what we might learn from it? Yeah, it's uh, first off, it's great clickbait. And, uh, and thank you for listening. Uh, so it is, it is an interesting topic. And uh, it does seem to capture the national uh, imagination too. If you think about like these, it's very much a these kids today uh, kind of title. Um, and uh, I think it's also interesting how the ability to get into space is becoming more available to us, uh, particularly for this generation. So like the idea of space travel, there's a lot of uh, activity happening in the private sector, whether it's, you know, SpaceX or um, they're all uh, trying to solve this problem more for like just regular people being able to get out into space. And um, uh, that narrative, I think, is more available to people anyway. So 
what used to be like the exemplar of uh, unique, heroic, scientific adventure, I think those things are starting to become more available to a broader population. And then, so that's on the one side. So I see that that would help the, that would, that would hurt the astronauts profile that combined with the fact that we haven't been to the moon in a while and we're sort of in uh, decline a bit in terms of uh, space travel and like big milestones that we're accomplishing. And then that coupled with the fact that uh, YouTube is everywhere, eight to 11 is sort of, they're just awakening, especially eight to 11 year olds in this day and age, they're awakening to what it's like to be on YouTube. They're watching other kids like them being on YouTube all the time. And their thoughts, hopefully, as a generation, will evolve as they get older. So like, if this was like, you know, 16 to 19 year olds in the US, um, that would be an interesting contrast, I'd say right now, like, how do they feel about this? What are they thinking about these types of things? I think you'd still see a lot of YouTube influencers on that list. But um, I think it's an interesting set of questions. I'd be curious, uh, Brandon, uh, what your top level takes are. Yeah, I think those are both interesting too. Um, the sort of lenses there you're looking at. I wonder if, and I would, I would speculate the answer to this is yes. Do most, did most astronauts want to be astronauts when they were eight to 11? Yep. Um, because, and I don't know how big this, the, the N is, a number of astronauts. Like, have we had a thousand astronauts in the US history? Not a lot more than that, um, right? But my guess is that many of them did, maybe most of them did. Um, and so, you know, I think this is, that age range is, you know, just it's post dinosaurs, uh, pre, uh, interested in boys and girls, right? So like this is, this is the age when things like space should be capturing the imagination. Uh, we have been sort of languishing in our space program. Mm -hmm. um, although the current administration has had some, has recently put out some, some aspirational goals, some astronomical goals um, yeah. around, uh, around getting to space, getting back to the moon. Yeah, uh, which you know was I guess determined just to be too cost prohibitive for the value you got from going to the moon. We started yeah. sending more um, more astronauts to the International Space Station, et cetera, but putting astronauts back on the moon and getting to Mars, which I think feels still, still despite Elon Musk's best interests and our current administration's uh, aspiration, I think still feels pretty far away. But maybe that will rejuvenate some of the interests. Yeah. Um, you know, I think uh, that's got to be some part of the, the dynamic. Um, I also, it's a different question that wasn't asked, but, you know, it's, there's a question of what does an individual child want to be versus what are children interested in, you know, others, like, are, is a child interested in learning about the, you know, successes of the women and men who go to space, right? Is that, that's, a, that's not the question that was asked, is what do you want to be when you grow up? Yep. There's a lot less training involved in being a vlogger or a uh, internet uh, YouTube star, right? Like, yeah. you don't have to do that anti-gravity stuff where you throw up and it floats across the room and ends up hitting you in the face and the backside. Like, yeah. there, there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot less training involved. And so there may be, that may be sort of baked into that question is, you know, when they think about what the path is or, you know, that's part of the incentive there too. So, you know, the, I think those are some interesting things. Um, 
And I, I uh, Dan, I'd be interested in your take too. I do want to talk about the China versus UK, US angle there uh, too, because I think that's interesting. Well, I think there is a bit of a branding problem here, right? For NASA and for the US space exploration process, it's been something that hasn't been front and center. And you think back to uh, the moon landing, that was national news for, for days and weeks. And it was just something that was uh, right in the consciousness of everyone. And now it's not necessarily something that happens as regularly. And there's a lot more content to digest I think, Brian, you make a great point. Also, it's an easier path forward. You know, you see other 13-year-olds making lots of money vlogging. It can be a pretty easy answer to say, yeah, I want to do that because it seems pretty straightforward and pretty easy. Um, I do, uh, looking quickly, it looks like max number of astronauts at any one time, the highest level has ever been 149 for the U.S. back in 2002. Uh, right. So numbers bear out that uh, they do get a ton of applications. They had 18,000 applications back in 2017. And you go through astronaut school, and we'll talk about that a little bit more in a little bit. But to your China versus U.S. question, um, and maybe Mike, I can pose this to you. Do you think that is a branding thing, that the Chinese government is more in control of education there? They are focused on STEM maybe a little bit more than we are here as a whole nation. And thus, this sort of career path is more uh, enticing to their 8 to 11-year-olds? Uh, perhaps. I mean, I also think it's a little bit of the framing of the options as well. Like, so had there been like, you know, be uh, like an, uh, a, a found an ed tech startup or found like, like something, be an entrepreneur, you know, is that if that were presented as an alternative to an astronaut or an alternative to a YouTube influencer, I'd be interested in how those results play out. Cause like, I th or a software engineer, for example, um, like I do think kids who U.S. kids who are into STEM may not be as indexed on astronauts for all the reasons we were talking about, but there probably are, you know, kids in that age group who want to like, you know, found a robotics company, you know, like if that was actually an option that was presented, they may have chosen it. Uh, and then I think the flip side is that uh, which is a related challenge in the U.S., is that in China, the public service of achieving these things for your country is something that's very aspirational. And I feel like in the U.S., there is a little bit of, we've already done that. Like, we've already had our space program be best in class. I think it's less, it would be less an object of national pride uh, I think as like a, you know, someone in the U S to be an astronaut as it would be for someone in China. So like I, and then the level to which representing your country is something that is like foundational to the culture, um, is an interesting contrast there too, where like, I'm sure, you know, the fact that we have so many applicants in the U S does it for such a small subset does indicate that there's still enough interest here. And that's why, like, at the top, I was saying there's a little clickbaity, uh, I think, in terms of the way this was uh, framed. But I still think it's almost a good kind of clickbait, where, like, the fact that we're having this conversation was spurred by this research. Um, but I do think there are some other um, elements to um, the way being an astronaut representing my country uh, probably doesn't mean the same thing in the U.S. that it did uh, say like 50 years ago. Yeah. So I, I'm no, uh, sinologist, I guess is the word. Um, so I'm going to, my, my comments on China are, may, may sound a little 
provincial, so apologies in advance for that. But I agree with you, Mike. I think there is, my, in my understanding, there may be more of a sort of national pride or um, achievement through that accomplishment of being someone who goes to space repping your country in China in 2019 than there is in the U.S. in 2019 mm-hmm. is one. Um, I, I wonder how much like sort of state control of YouTube is also um, uh, a factor, right? I, I, I believe, and again, I don't know this to be true, but I believe that children in the U.S. and U.K. have just more access to YouTube yeah. than in, uh, in China. Um, so I thought those were, those were both interesting things. And then I'm like, you know, I, I, uh, uh, I love this country, uh, but I also do worry a little bit that, um, you know, we've enjoyed prosperity for a number of decades. You know, it's a little bit, the, I think I referenced this before, I'm a patriot so that my child can be, so my son can be a farmer so that his son can be a poet. Yep. It's his son, 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 son can, can be on YouTube. Like there, like there is some... Yeah, of in my maybe get off my lawn old school kind of thinking of the virtue and value of what those successive generations of in prosperous times mm-hmm. uh, what uh, what one wants to be and I do think I mentioned it before but the degree of difficulty question is real like if you know if one of the questions was do you want to be a billionaire with putting in no effort right I think that probably would have risen towards the top right. uh, you know so um sign me up sign it sign of the times yeah well i i also think like the amount of effort like it's also like cost benefit analysis like relatively low effort i can take a swing at being an influencer and if i'm a bad influencer oh well i try as opposed to really hard to become an astronaut and then if i'm a bad astronaut that's a really bad scenario for me so like not to mention like just the, the failure of not even getting in. And then there's this other uh, recent article about uh, an astronaut who tapped out, who exited uh, the astronaut uh, academy. Uh, also, she, he was an astronaut candidate and they were referred to as ASCANs. So this ASCAN dropped out and uh, there was an interesting uh, article uh, that we'll share out about that as well. But it's like going through all the effort of being selected into this highly selective cadre of ASCANs and then to not be able to stick it out is tough. Although what is totally amazing to me is that in that article, there is a picture of this astronaut, a selfie of himself, with the entirety of his uh, cadet class or his candidate class, which makes me think maybe he exited to become a sort of video influencer, which is, you know, talk about zeitgeisty. I mean, am I right? (laughs) I think you're not wrong. I'll take that. He's using a selfie stick, you know, he's, uh, he's trying to, he's in some kind of orbit. Um, I was wondering, so were you saying a, a bad astronaut? Were you saying a bad astronaut or a <laughs> bad astronaut? And those, back to those numbers, like one could argue, actually, if there are, are 18,000 applications, then you could argue there's actually too much interest in being an astronaut for children at this age. Like, right. you know, like uh, President of the United States of America, there's only been 44 of them, I guess, because you get, you get the one twice. I don't, I don't know. Oh, the, right, the, right. Is that right? Know, That's right. 
I yeah. think that's right. So, yeah. you know, there's, uh, it's like too many children want to be president of the United States. Right. That's a, that's a pretty good profession, but it's also, you know, your odds are pretty low. So the risk reward, if, if you fail at being an influencer, mm-hmm. you can go on to do, you can, by the way, you can like fail at age 16. Right. Right. Like you can, you can have an early, when you're, when you're failing, when you're a, an ASCAN uh, who drops out or you're a badass astronaut, um, you, you probably, probably find it, probably find that out when you're 25. I mean, you've right. gone on to some higher ed, presumably. Yes later later in your 20s right then 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 you're left going back to the selfie stick and trying to go uh, to that career so um i think it uh, i think that's i think that's interesting it, it did, does okay just one other quick point to, from the previous article the the um one we we're talking about um i liked that teacher was number two in all yep. three of the the geographies um you know professional athlete i think is actually kind of analogous to astronaut in a way it doesn't carry the sort of national pride and, and achievement in, in STEM, um, but it's it's probably as selective, right? Yep. Uh, more selective, maybe, maybe not. Um, and uh, that was not uh, a number two there, right? So uh, if it had been questionable through my old man eyes, uh, profession one, questionable profession number two, bad choice number three. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And I, and I also think the, um, you know, sadly, like, a lot of the folks who wind up typically might have wound up pursuing being an astronaut are potentially more in, more on a military service track in the U.S. of late too, which is another uh, interesting thing. Where you know, like obviously in the '60s, there was still we were doing both things at the same time. But um, but I do think that is an interesting um, way to think about like what type of profile, what type of people would become astronauts in, in that period versus in this period, you know, a similar, like if Neil Armstrong was 22 today, um, would he still be an astronaut? Um, maybe he would, you know, cause maybe it is also within that big number, um, only a select few will be selected and those same people will be applying really regardless. So we're talking more about the, the myth making and sort of the, the goal setting and sort of aspirational thinking of eight to 11 year olds. I just wish it was a little more open-ended. Like I wish there was more, um, maybe you could inter- interpret, you know, kids write an open-ended story about who they want to become. And then you do some uh, data mining of those inputs to see, okay, what kind of themes and what kind of ideas come out there? Because I think you give them four choices. So much goes into what are the four choices you're going to present to them that um, I think you may, you know, tease out some interesting ideas, but I think you're going to miss the, what's really an interesting time. Like how do, how do young kids think about who they will be in the future and how are they interpreting the signals they're getting from the rest of us? I think that's hugely interesting. Um, but, uh, but I do feel like, you know, it's also like we talked about conjoint analyses, you know, like, are there ways where you could be offering paired options and then seeing which of the pair students choose against a much bigger set? Um, I think that also would be really uh, interesting. So um, I love that the research is sort of provoking the conversation and the imagination, but like, it feels like it's not necessarily going deep enough. Like, I feel like there's more that we could get out of this conversation. 
Absolutely. Uh, a surface level uh, take here from Lego and, and to fully disclose, it also was to help them sell their Apollo 11 Lego sets that were released at the same time uh, as the 50th anniversary. So probably some PR involved there. Actually, uh, do they have video influencer? Do they have social media influencer Legos? They, that's what I was going to say. But you could argue that all of their just regs, all of their regs, girls and boys, are all would-be vlogger slash YouTubers. So, in fact, they've had them all along. Oh, you just need the, the little uh, selfie stick uh, plug-in for your Legos and you're good to go. You're good to go. So two things I wanted to close on. One, uh, for anyone who researches the astronaut classes, each one has its own name. So they have nicknames for each class, and it's every two years since 1959. Uh, so there have been 22 or 23 groups. And some of the names to throw at uh, you gentlemen here, uh, there was the Mercury 7, the first group. Yeah. Uh, the New 9 was the second group. The 14, the third. The Scientists was the fourth group. The Original 19, group number five, obviously not the Original 19 because they were later on. But some of the, the ones that have come later get more interesting. There's the Hairballs, which is the 1990 uh, group 13. The Maggots, which was Group 10 back in 1984. Then we get the Sardines in mm. Group 16. The reason they're called the Sardines is they were the largest ever NASA candidate class of 35 candidates, so they had to squeeze in to the different containers. Uh, the Bugs, the Peacocks, the Chumps. The 2013 group is the Eight Balls. Mm. And here in... To the, I should say it's every four years, not every two years. Apologies, I misquoted there. Uh, the Turtles is our most recent candidate class. That is their nickname. Mm. Back in 1985, no official nickname. So they are the only class to never have a nickname. Wow. Interesting stuff over yeah. there uh, from NASA. And the last thing I wanted to ask you, Mike, and Brandon chime in as well, is there was a secondary question in this poll beyond uh, just about the uh, career path. It was on whether or not we would live in space at some time in these kids' lifetime. So would we live on another planet or a colony of some sort? And across, China was a higher percentage, but across all entries, 75% of eight to 11-year-olds, Mike, believe at some point during their lifetime, we will live amongst the stars or on another planet. Numbers-wise, does that seem right to you? And do you share similar views of the future? Or do you think we're much further off from something like that? Uh, I think it's a really interesting question. Uh, I'm not sure I know. Uh, also, like, just because we're not sure how long people are going to live uh, and also how much urgency there will be to solve some of our crises uh, on this planet uh, that might accelerate the need to, to, to solve some of these problems. But um, I think it's, it's really useful for people to be thinking of the future, even if they're wrong. Uh, and I think the idea that that question is getting out there and is being responded to in this way, um, I think is somewhat hopeful because I think it's both saying, think about science, think about getting outside uh, the US, or sorry, the world. And, uh, and then also uh, there's, I think, some implicit recognition of some of the, the climate challenges that we're facing in that thinking too. I think that that education is increasingly getting to the younger uh, generations who are more and more uh, concerned about uh, climate change. And um, I think that may also impact that thinking too, where the more they think this uh, ecosystem is at risk, the more they may think by then, or boy, by some time way in the future, maybe we're gonna get outside of the US, uh, sorry, the world. But um, 
But uh, Brandon, any uh, thoughts uh, on your end yeah, on that? The corollary question which they asked, which I thought was really interesting, is would you yourself want to go live in space? And it was nearly the exact same number. So I wonder if, uh, I, I imagine there were a few kids who answered, no, I don't think we'll be in space. And yes, I would like to live in space. <laughs> um, there's probably a non-zero number of those are probably pretty small. So basically everybody said, who said, yes, I think we will also said, yes, I think I would. And I think, you know, that's again, it's partly like eight to 11 year old kids. What do you know? Um, but, uh, also, you know, there's, I think this is, uh, it's aspirational. It's, um, uh, shows how our children are thinking about their engagement with technology and, you know, presumably getting to live in outer space is going to require a good amount of tech. Um, and children are very comfortable with that. So I, uh, I thought that was uh, an optimistic point as well. Something we'll track and see if uh, more surveys are in the offing in the future, different ways of approaching this question and whether or not uh, here in our country, uh, the U.S., uh, we continue to see a push forward uh, to re-engage with NASA and our space exploration or even these private companies uh, re-engage in some way the a curiosity of the individual and, and maybe push uh, the idea back into the forefront of minds. The 50th anniversary, uh, Brandon was at the museum uh, celebrating with, as he said, randos. It was a lot of fun to see uh, lots of discussion around how intense those days were and how great a celebration it was uh, for the individuals uh, who got to land on the moon, but also uh, just the country at large and, and humanity, as you heard uh, the great quote say. Uh, any final thoughts, Mike or Brandon, before we say so long to our space episode of Trending in Education? Uh, just keep, keep, uh, keep shooting for the stars, baby. Uh, you know, like it's, it's cool that people are aspirational. It's great that we're thinking about the, the astronaut side. Um, and it is also interesting in some ways if your kid or if they want to get into video and try their hand at some of this stuff. I think that is also an interesting uh, angle to the conversation that we didn't really get into. Like, how do you deal with an eight to 11 year old who wants to be a YouTube influencer? Um, you know, that is something that, uh, that many parents I think are, are grappling with these days. And I imagine that's not gonna go away. Yeah, and I'll just say the thing about if you, if you shoot for the moon uh, and you miss, you'll be among the stars. I think that's like, that's a great uh, adage, except for not for NASA, right? Because then you have just astronauts floating off into space. Look, I, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm pro-space. You've heard me say I'm pro-bots, uh, pro-space. Uh, and, uh, you know, um, keep, uh, keep, keep looking up. That's going to do it for this episode. Find us on Twitter at Trending and Ed, Facebook as well, trendingeducation.com. If you have a topic you want us to talk about, please be sure to let us know. And we always want to engage with our audience and say hello. So reach out on Twitter, reach out on Facebook. We'd love to talk to each and every one of you. Share the podcast with friends and family on social media, via email, whatever you want to do to spread the word about Trending and Education. We do appreciate it. Until next time, thanks so much for listening to Trending in Education.